You're about to listen to a message from the Father's Church. The Father's Church is an assembly of believers committed to revealing the fatherhood of Almighty God to this generation through sound biblical teachings and corresponding moral conduct. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Hallelujah. I salute you, my beautiful Pastor Chi. How I love you. Thank you so much for this privilege again. Men's fellowship, men under authority. I salute you and I congratulate you. I bring greetings from my husband. Um, I mean, he loves us. I'm sure he probably is streaming life as much as he's ministering somewhere today. The theme for this convention or for this program, for this service, is a man after God's heart. And how God needs such a man in this hour. I want you to open your heart and just be blessed by God's words. Can we start from Deuteronomy 6, from verse 1 to 12? We'll be very fast. So just track with me. Now, this is the commandment, and these are the status and judgment which the Lord your God has commanded to teach you, that you may observe them in the land which you are crossing over to possess, that you may fear the Lord your God, to keep all his statutes and all his commandments, which I've commanded you, you and your sons and your grandsons, all the days of your life that your days may be prolonged. Therefore, hear, O Israel, and be careful to observe it, that it may be well with you, and that you may multiply greatly as the Lord your God, as the Lord God of your fathers has promised you. A land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul, with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. And you shall talk of them when you sit in your house. When you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as, as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. So it shall be when the Lord your God brings you into the land of which is sought to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob to give you Large and beautiful cities which you did not build. Houses full of all good things which you did not fill. Hewn out wells which you did not dig. Vineyards and olive trees which you did not plant. When you are eating and you are full, then beware. <laughs> lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. From the house of bondage. Hallelujah. This is such a deep instruction that God was giving to Israel. Show me Deuteronomy 5.29 please. God was speaking and giving instruction to Israel as they were moving into their lands of promise. And I want you to mark these words in your Bible. Because God was speaking these words directly to the men when he gave these instructions. 
Look at this. Oh, I love it when I see oh in the Bible. It says, oh, that they had such a heart in them that they would fear me and always keep my commandments that it may be well with you and with your children forever. God was saying there is a recipe to a good life. He was saying that there is a way you can enjoy him. God has always wanted to pick his own children and make them a sign of what loving Jehovah could be. So that if everybody else around you were struggling, they will keep coming back to you and say, what is it about you? Everybody is crying, but you are not crying. What is it that stands you out? That is always the big plan of Jehovah. Today is Father's Day. And I'm going to try my best to tweak these two titles together. Please just be attentive. The meaning of father in the Bible is from the word Abba. Pastor prayed it when he was praying for us. It is from a root word Abba, A-W-B-A. And it means source. It means sustainer. And it means foundation. These are the three meanings of that word Abba. So when you say Abba Father, you are acknowledging that God is your source, is your sustainer, and is your foundation. Source. A man is source of life. We don't need to break that down. You can understand it. Just like your father God, a man is the source of life. It's from a man that life comes. Man is the giver of life. No matter how fertile a woman is, if a man does not release life into her eggs, she cannot produce. So a man is the source of life. He's not only source, he is the sustainer. We know God is the source of life. The Bible says in him dwelleth the fullness of God. In him was life and the life was the light of men. God is the source of our lives but he's not only the source, he's a sustainer. So the Bible says all things are held by the word of his power. He didn't only create a world, he didn't only birth a world, he is sustaining a world till today. So it is only a man that gives life ah, it takes a man to sustain life anybody can give life it takes only maturity to do that but to sustain life to carry life to make sure that what he has given does not die and wither it takes a man to do that it didn't finish there God is also foundation he's the one that laid the foundation of the earth a man, when God wanted to solve the issue of foundation on the earth, he put a man first. Man is the foundation upon which humanity is built. So man is at the root of family. It is a man that carries family. Man is the foundation. It's not at the top like culture preaches, it's at the bottom. Is the root is the one when he's standing solid, anything can be built on it. So whether that family will be a bungalow, only a man can determine it. No matter how strong and durable a woman is, she can't build past the foundation that was laid for her. 
So you see that a man is in dire need. We are in dire need of a man in this generation. A woman can run out and scatter. She can only do so much. But if a man sets the pace, lays the solid foundation, leave it for her. She's a helper. She will make it happen. But the frustration is that nobody is willing to lay the foundation. So she can have the template to build a skyscraper if the foundation be destroyed. What can the righteous do? Hallelujah. I want you to know also that a man is a progenitor. Progenitor is the one that determines the quality of the gene. It's the one. Because it's the donor, it's the one that can determine the quality. The quality of the child. The woman can only do so much. Remember, I don't know if I said it at the women's convention, that Rebecca loved Jacob so much, but she could not release the blessing. She could only set the stage. Her husband was about to make a dire mistake of a prophetic word God gave a long time ago. She said, no, it won't be. Let it be on me because God spoke. And she navigated everything until the blessing came on Jacob. She could not release the blessing. She couldn't. Only Isaac, only the man, is a progenitor. Let me tell you, there are certain things a father will see in their child. And he knows that gene. Yeah, you, you are winking at girls on the streets. It's from me until Jesus delivered me. A woman will say, no, it's only a, his eye is paining. You say this one, his eye is paining him. That's me. He's a chip of the old block. Every man recognizes the genes in their children. But a woman will not see it. Except by discernment. Because you are the bearer of the gene. Let me tell you something that happened in 2 Samuel 4 verse 4. Let's move as fast as we can. 2 Samuel 4 verse 4. <laughs> Jonathan, Saul's son, had a son who was lame in his feet. He was five years old when the news about Saul and Jonathan came from Jezreel. And his nurse took him, took him up and fled. And it happened that as she made haste to flee, that he fell and became lame. His name was Mephibosheth. This was a prince that was the heir apparel. The day they announced the death of his grandfather and his father was the day that boy became lame. It's amazing that many people are not mindful of the warfare of the enemy over the seed. It's unfortunate that many people are not aware that because you are the object of God's love, you are the target of the enemy. If he cannot get your ancestry, he will go and wait for your seed. On one day, the, the devil took out a father and a son. And that same day, took out a grandson. He was planning to take out the entire lineage just because somebody was not looking. And sadly, they gave that boy to a nurse who also dropped him and he became crippled. A boy that was not born crippled was crippled by malhandling. Who have you delegated your son to? Who have you given your son to, to raise on your behalf? Don't die on this voice. Many times when I read the scripture, I allow the Holy Spirit to open my eyes. Because death is not only when you are lying six feet in the grave. When you abdicate your responsibility, it is death. When you don't do what you are meant to do as the priest of your family, it is death. 
When you don't take your place as the provider of your family, it is death. You are an epistle, Father. You are an epistle written by the hands of God for your children to watch and know what it ought to be that they may grow to become it. That boy was given to a nurse. And I wonder the nurse that we have abdicated our children to today. They are closer to the internet than they are to us. They are closer to all manner of secular, live secular entertainment as against us. We are alive, but we are acting dead. May the Lord have mercy in the name of Jesus. Let me tell you one major assignment of a father. A father is an instructor. A father is an instructor. The responsibility of a father is to paint a picture of the family vision to his children. A father is not only a dad to his own child, he's a dad to his child, he's a father to his wife, he's a father to a community. You are not only supposed to father your children alone. If you understand your office and your priesthood, you will know that you are a man like a tree. You provide covering everywhere you go. You are an instructor. You cannot see and look away. That's not a father. That's a male. You cannot see a wrong thing and look away and not fix it. That does not agree with the God in you. The Bible says in Psalm 32 verse 8. God is talking here. He said, I know my job as a father. I would instruct you with my eyes. Show me, sir. I would instruct you. That's God talking. He knows his place as a father. I would instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. That's what a father should do. I will guide you with my eyes. Hi. How many fathers can declare that to their children today? We have confused the children. We talk one thing, we are doing another. So we are raising bipolar, if you are not careful. They don't know how to reconcile the father at home. Who is a bully? And the man who comes to church and sings in the choir. They can't understand the man who screams at traffic. Who is, what do they even, rage, rage driver, road rage, what do they call those people? Always angry. We only see him smile in church. A father is an instructor. A father is an instructor. I saw something in Jeremiah 35. It was about the Rechabites. Ah, time. Show me Jeremiah 35 verse 5 and 6. Quickly, sir. Then I sat before the sons of the house of the Rechabites. Both full of wine and cup. And I said to them, drink wine. <laughs> then they said, we will drink no wine. <laughs> For Jonadab, the son of Rechab, our father commanded us saying you shall drink no wine you nor your sons forever Jochebed Abijo Rechabite Rechab he had since died but the instruction of a father was cast in stone man it could not be erased a father had released life a father had released instructions and his children bound themselves to it forever show me Psalm 44 so that you will understand your assignment you will know that you are an instructor we have heard with our ears oh God hey, our fathers told us. What are you told in your household? You told him? Our fathers told us the deeds you did in their days. In their days of old. Continue. You drove out the nations with your hands. 
but them you planted. You afflicted the people and cast them out. For they did not gain possession of the land by their sword. Nor, by, nor did their arm save them, but it was your right hand, your arm, the light of your countenance because you favored them. These were fathers telling their children, you are meant to be an instructor. Your assignment is to communicate God to your children. Your assignment is to display heaven in your life. Your assignment is to display heaven in the community. Your assignment is to display, display heaven in the church. But it's not possible to give a life you don't have. Show me 1 Samuel 13, sir. 1 Samuel 13, verse 13 and 14. <laughs> and Samuel said to Saul, You have done foolishly. You have not kept the commandments of the Lord, your God, which he commanded you. For now, the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. But now, your kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought for himself. Read it so. Read it now. I didn't even hear you. <laughs> and now you, your kingdom shall, be, shall not continue. The Lord has sought for himself a man after his own heart. And the Lord has commanded him. To be commander over his people. Because you have not kept what the Lord commanded you. The first time we ever read this sentence in the Bible. It was God collecting a kingdom from a man. And giving it to another man. It was like bringing an end to a government. And saying you are not worthy. You are not an ambassador of the kingdom that you claim you represent. And now I'm going to take that kingdom. I gave you the chance to rule. I gave you the chance to replicate. I, showed, I gave you the time and a chance to, to model a good life. To instruct your household. I gave you the chance to be priest over your wife. I gave you the chance to show everybody around that a good man lives here. But you did not follow my heart. You did not model me. You did not manifest my government. You came to do your own thing. You forgot that you are an ambassador. I'm going to take that government from you and give it to a man after my heart. That's scary. You know what Colossians 1.13 says? It says we have been delivered from the kingdom of darkness. And we have been translated into the kingdom of God's dear son. I want you to know our fathers this morning that you represent a kingdom and in that kingdom there is a government and in that government you are not at the helm of the affairs no you are not the one calling the shots is Yahweh himself you are a man under authority yourself you get your bearing from your connection to God any river that is disconnected from his source it will dry I know you know yesterday when I was praying about this God said Tell the men to go and study Saul. Saul had a chance. Saul was unpicked to be the king over Israel. God all the while wanted to be the king over Israel. But Israel got tired. They forgot the mighty deeds of Yahweh. They forgot how he parted the Red Sea and he made them to walk upon dry grounds. They forgot how God called water from the rock. They began to covet. They began to desire. They said we want to be like other people. We, too, we want a king to go before us. And God said, wow. Don't Samuel, it is not you they rejected. It is me. From 
generation to generation, God had been looking for a man that he can pour himself into. That he can pour himself into. And that person will stand only as a caricature. God wants to wear that person's life like a glove. So it looks like you are the one performing, but you know that God is the performer. So David knew that he was not the one that slew Goliath. He knew Jehovah wore him like a glove. And a little boy became a wonder on the earth. God is looking for hearts. David was not perfect, but he had a right heart. If you look at the talks from the mouth of David, you will know that his heart was right. You will hear him say something in, in, in Psalm 63. He says, oh God, you are my God. Endlessly, I seek you. He said, my flesh yearns for you. My flesh is not yearning for Gulda. <laughs> my flesh is not yearning for touch side cheek. Mm, my flesh is not yearning, yearning for, 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 for shine, shine, bobo. My flesh yearns for you. I know I can't be a reliable father without you. What is my pedigree? Is it David that his father could not model a good life for? You and I know that many of us cannot even replicate the fatherhood we grew under. We need to go to the school of the word of God. Remove every other thing and let the word of God become the final authority. It may not go with your culture. It may not agree, but it will give you peace and God promised length of days. What are the things that David manifested that made God prefer him? In the little time I have left, I will tell you how David became a man after God's heart. What did he do? I wish you would go and study that soul of a man. That man that he was a nobody. He was a daddy's boy looking for lost sheep all over the place until God's hand touched him. And by the time God's hand touched him, he forgot. There's one quality of, of soul that I saw and I'm like, God, I pray for every man I love and I care about. A jealous, unforgiving spirit. Very envious, a paranoid man. That guy was cray cray. He abandoned his throne chasing a small boy. Pastor, he never came back to that throne until he died. What did the boy do? Women sang. Is it him that sang? Women sang. They said, King has slain 1,000. David has slain 10,000. Matayakari. This guy got obsessed and enraged. He left his throne, left what he was supposed to be doing. Started chasing a little boy. 17 years old. You left everything. Many men, can, I can relate. With the kind of counseling that I do. Husband that will come. You are angry. Then you will, you will leave home. Three days. They won't know where you are. That's a boy. I've learned to differentiate between a man and a boy. The Bible says it is not good that a man should be alone. Boys should be alone, man. Boys should be alone. And manhood is not a function of age. There are 14 year old boys. And 18 year old men. Better be careful when you want to marry. Look for a man. Aim for maturity. Aim for ability. Aim for nobility. Don't marry an immature mommy's boy. Everything, let me talk to mama. Ah, go and sit down. We are looking for men. We are looking for men. We are looking for able men. Who can carry out the four Ps. Protect a woman. It's embarrassing the way men beat up women now. A guy was toasting a girl. Wanted to give her a ring. At ShopRite, he knelt down like they all pretend to do. 
and he gave, and the girl said, give me time. Come and see beating. That's a boy. When my daughter is ready to marry, people will hear about me in this town. I will first put Pastor Tino aside. I'll be barista. All my head will be correct. Too many actors. Too many actors. God is looking for a man after his life, not a boy. You bully. Ordinary boyfriend and girlfriend, you bully. Shout all the time. You are not under authority, you are not under control. That is the spirit of Saul. He could not wait for Samuel to come. He said, Samuel was wasting time. He was always about the applaud of men. They, they, they should clap for me. They should see me. Know what you are looking for. This is the time to have your checklist. Who, you should, who should be man over you. Because the minute you say you do, you will do. Hmm. Mm-hmm. What are the things that David did that stood him out? Number one, David took responsibility. He didn't say, boy, after his heart, oh, I've checked the scripture, now my eyes are clear. He said, it is not good for a man to be alone. He said, concerning the matter you people spoke to me about, it is good for a man not to touch a woman for, for, for the sake of sexual immorality. Let every man marry his own wife. He didn't say, let every boy. Too many boys are married. Only talking about I should be an event center. David took responsibility. That's a sign of a man after God's heart. The Bible tells us something that happened in 1 Samuel 30. How the enemy came into the city that David had built with his men. And now they took everybody away. And the Bible says that they wanted to stone David to death. <laughs> and the Bible says, he didn't even try. Do you know how it's always about a man's ego? Who are you to throw stone? Who are you to accuse me? No, that was not what David did. The Bible says, he said, give me my effort. Ah. His effort was his priestly garment with which he communed with God. And when the war broke out in that city, he began to pray and began to talk to God. Father, what would you have me do? This woman is angry with me. How would I resolve this matter? Father, this is the garden that you have given me. This is my Eden. It does not matter who is right or wrong. What matters is that the serpent has come and I must drive the serpent out. I'm not about to blame my wife. I'm not about to blame anybody. It's not about you going and going on social media. Now we know your story on social media how your wife how your wife did this and how your and uh, what you do do many people are seeking counsel from a g what do you call that girl linda ikeja whatever you will see full-grown church men asking what shall i do hey what happened to the ministry of the holy spirit david said give me my effort he took responsibility he refused to cry when others were crying he refused to nag when others were nagging. He refused to be angry with people. He knew that it was a setup. He knew the Amalekite did this. Let me tell you one of your roles as a man and as a father is John 10 10. The thief came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and have life more abundantly. You are the supplier of life, abundant life in that family. Take responsibility for where you are. Take responsibility for what's going on in your marriage. Stop, stop waiting for a woman to apologize. You are the one that will set the spirit of God free in your atmosphere. You are the one that will say, Holy Spirit, I will not allow my mouth to grieve you. My wife is natural. For... Why do people get angry when women talk? Is it our DNA? We talk all the time. If that is why you are disturbing pastor and will let pastor for rest, then you are, you are manifesting boyhood. Women will talk. 
But you receive grace to see that woman as one of your younger sisters who is having diarrhea of the mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diarrhea started again. My dear, when you finish talking, take a cup of Milo, sleep. We will talk tomorrow. Belle, they have come, your ancestors. You will make light of, of, of big issues. Let that woman know she's protected. It's one of the, it's one of the duties of a man. And you can't learn this unless you have been in the presence of Yahweh. He will teach you his nature. Don't say, I didn't have any, any father to teach me this. He said, be ye perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. Go and learn perfection from perfection himself. Let him teach you what you need to do. To be quiet in the face, in the face of pressure. What is another thing that I want you to know about David? Mm. <laughs> David, he raised leaders. Let me show you another thing. In um, 1 Samuel 22. 1 Samuel 22. 1 and 2. I know our time is going. Wherever we stop, we will stop. You know here, eh? I will come. There's nothing past. I mean, I will come. So if we don't finish this thing, we will do it again. David therefore departed from there and escaped to the cave of Adullam. So when his brothers and all his family's house heard it, they went down there to meet him. Continue. And everyone who was in distress, everyone who was in debt, everyone who was discontented gathered to him. So he became captain over them and there were, and there were about 400 men with him. This is why God loved David. He manifested great leadership quality. He was not only providing leadership at home. Look at the kind of men that came to him. Don't forget why he was in the cave in the first place. Saul was chasing him all over the place. Saul wanted to kill him. But despite the fact that his life was under threat, he was still providing leadership. Let me show you what became of this man. Show me Second Samuel 30. Mm. Second Samuel 23, sorry. Second Samuel 23 verse 8. 23 verse 8, quickly sir. Second now. These are the names of the mighty men whom David had. Joshbed. All these names. Bash. 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 The Technobite. Huh. Chief among the captains. He was called Ad Adino the Esnite because he had killed 800 men at one time. These were the people that came to David. That were debtors, that were discontent, that were angry, finished men, and David turned their lives around. Please, ma, please, sir, all the people that have been under your watch, whose lives have you transformed? Who has been affected by your fatherhood? We all knew when you blew, who has your blowing affected? Whose school fees have you taken off? Who have you provided leadership for? It is painful to admit in church that many of the children we brought from the village to come and stay with us, their lives have been worse off than what it was when they were in the village. At least in the village, they will go and sleep. You will put these children that you brought, promising their parents that you will send them to school, that you will do businesses for them. Should we even touch about the, the rate at which men Touch house girls? Should we talk about it? Look at the way the whole city, the whole nation is saying no to rape. 
Because a man will not understand that everybody that comes under his roof came to be protected. God entrusted a destiny under your watch. What have you done with that destiny? I promise you, you will stand before God and give account. Not only of your children, but everyone that you promised to give life to. When that man died, you stood over his body and said, don't worry, your children will go to school. It's been five years, ten years. You have not gone back to say, how are these children doing? <laughs> ah, mercy, Lord. David was a man God could trust. And he won God's confidence when he began to take care of the sheep. His father's sheep. The Bible says a lion came. And he wanted to tear the sheep in the pasture. And the Bible says David took that, be that beer and the lion. And he tore it literally. And he reached for the throat and brought out the sheep. He said not one sheep that is under my watch will be lost. What has happened to all the sheep in your watch? What is the state of your leadership? Are you leading your wife? Many men are sleeping during prayer. Morning altar. If morning is not good, night in call. A man after God's heart is a man of prayer. David is your mentor. Read everything you find on David. It will help you know what God is expecting of you. David took care of sheep. That was why God entrusted him with Israel because Israel was God's sheep. He said, we are the sheep of his pasture. We are the sheep. He had qualified in the backside of nowhere before God brought him up. Hallelujah. David was a protector. David was a protector. He protected everyone. You remember the, 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 the sheep bearers of Naaman? Um, Nabal. Nabal. When they came, he said, don't worry, do your work. We are here to cover you. Are you providing covering, sir? All those coppers that are in your office, are you even telling them about Jesus? Or you are now too ashamed to tell them about Jesus because of the quality of pictures that you have been sending to these young girls. You have been paying for little girls to go to Dubai. Your wife has not been seen the airports before. School fees that was meant for your children. You have given it to psychic. Many men, they have built houses. Do we go into the ones that have had babies that you have not told anybody? You have not read the scripture. All things lay bare before the one that we have to do with. A man after God's heart is forthright. When God accosted David of his bad behavior with Bathsheba, it did not make excuses. Have you seen where a man does not want to fall under authority before? Have you seen where a man does not want to be confronted or challenged? You will first start hearing, who is he to talk to me? Who are you? Are you not the glorified clay? Are you not the one that God put his spirit on? Why have you forgotten where God picked you up from? You that you struggle to pass jump. <laughs> you are forgotten. You that you struggle to graduate. You are forgotten. This was what Saul did, sir, that God took the government from him. Yes. David, when God said, you have done wrong, it may be secret, but I will punish you. It was Nathan. You imagine if any of the so-called big men offend God today. Even if God writes it on the wall, many, many tekel, you say, Father, I love you, but it's like I've not even finished living my destiny. Can you please call somebody else to go and me go and tell that pastor that he has give, he has he has goofed? I can't because we know our hearts are never repentant. 
We only want to apologize to God, but not David. He did not apologize. He repented. He broke down. He said, it's against you, oh God. It's against you. You beat your wife and say, nothing will happen. Ah, something will happen. I tell you the truth. Because that's your wife. She's your helper. You embezzled money in your office and you said, nothing will happen. Something will happen. You cannot serve God and mammon. No, you can't. Embrace that spirit of David. That one that breaks down under the conviction of God. I'm, I'm, I know. I did it. Forgive me, Father. Now you, 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 you commit adultery and nothing will happen. You even have scriptures on it. Hey, hey. People have written their own Bibles. Printed it and they bound their lives to it and they want God to endorse it. Saul. That's the spirit of Saul. The spirit of David is the spirit of purity. The spirit of David is the spirit that will not even grieve anybody. Because the relationship with God is too dear. The relationship with God is too precious. They cannot. He said, I would rather be a doorkeeper. What kind of king is this? I would rather. It's, it's okay for me. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to stay. That's a king. He never lost the audience of one. Some people now, because of their starched guinea, you can't even dance in church again. How do you want to model the life of worship before your children? When your child cannot see you. Praise is the privilege of kings. It's David that taught us how to praise. Hallelujah. Hmm. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. David was a champion and that was something that God made him because of full submission if you want God to praise you before his creation, if you want your family to submit to you, submit to God, become the model of God so that if nobody had ever seen God before they will look at you and they will desire to be like you. Even if you are not married. Let the young girls feel safe about you. Let the young girls feel safe around you. Let the young girls know that anybody else may have touched you. But when you come under my cover. I am a man. I will cover you. Do you know that was what Boaz did? When Ruth came. Ruth laid at his feet all night. Let any, any young girl in this modern day. Hey! Now, it didn't even come to your house. You came to his home. Oh, Lolo. You came to his house. You didn't finish it there. You now slept by his leg. He said, you cost it. You are the one. You, in fact, you raped me. That's what we hear. But not Boaz. Because Boaz, his name means pillar. It's on him that the building is made. It's like a pillar in the church. It's on him. That's the meaning of Boaz. A pillar man. The, true, the sign of true love is that you don't touch that girl. Jesus met us in a vulnerable state, but he did not defile us. He modeled life. He modeled love. He modeled everything that his father showed him, like my brother prayed when I came in. Don't misrepresent this kingdom, fathers. Don't misrepresent this kingdom. It's time to, it's time to mop up the hemorrhage that we already have. And it starts with one light. You just saying, I may not have control over anybody else. But in my home, 
I'm going to become the priest. I'm going to become the provider. I'm going to become the, the supporter. I'm never going to desecrate my altar again with my mouth. And there is grace. Hallelujah. I want to pray for a brother this morning. I know there's social distancing. You can just spread yourself as you want it. But you need me to stand with you and say, you spoke to me. And I need to start over. You can't come out of Noah's ark the way you went in. Home. You cannot. If God had permitted you and I not to be victims of COVID, he hid us in Noah's ark. This ark is about to open again for a new beginning. And make sure that you don't put a new wine in an old wine skin. You have the privilege to start afresh. Can we give them the privacy by bowing our heads? I know time is up. I'm doing it in two minutes. Ah, no time, no time. You want to come out? Just come. No shame. You are in the presence of Yahweh. You are in the presence of the Most High God. You are in the presence of your King. And you are saying, help me. Help me, Father. Help me. Help me, Lord. Clean me up. Make me your David. I don't want to be your, I don't want to be a soul. No more manifesting the soul. No more manifesting the soul. God is waiting for you this morning. Where are you? No, don't kneel down where you are. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. God wants you to proudly surrender. My brother, can you help me with that song again? I want to know you more. Come and surrender. That's what you should do. It's pastor that we pray for you. Come, 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 come. Nobody has a right to mock you or to make fun of you. Every serious minded believer will go through this from time to time and say, Lord, I'm that one. I'm tired of being like a soul. I baptize me with the graces of David. Let me become a man after your heart. Yes, come. Please come. Please come. I'm desperate for you. Please come. Malabrado. So I surrender. There is mercy. There is mercy for you this morning if you are coming. If you're embarrassed, you may lift up your hands where you are. I see many people kneeling down where they are. It's okay. It's okay. Just lift up your hands and ask God for mercy. Ask the Lord for mercy. But it's time to break up those relationships. It's time to stop everything the enemy has done and start a new day for your God. Hallelujah. You've been listening to a message from the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Barnex Squarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashankari, Abuja. 9 a.m. on Sundays and 6 p.m. on Wednesdays. For telephone, 09-290-9000 or 07-03-15-884-04. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you. Love just as you are.